Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. We're interested in what it takes to keep everything going and how to get the job done. This podcast is about working, family, research, and policy. We consider the research, talk to experts, and share our takes on what we're all learning about breadwinning. Each week, I'm joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She is an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. Well, so I have uh, back to our our ways, instead of celebrating some weird anniversary that I love to do (laughs) and doing a trumpet fanfare, I'm going to start with a stat. And this is a stat that Professor Linda Scott calls out in her book, The Double X Economy. And it's about student debt, student loan debt, that women hold two thirds of all student loan debt. And it's like collectively as women, it's like $960 billion that are held by women. Overall, uh, it's $1.5 trillion. We are putting a pin in the fact that student loan debt is such a saddle as a general rule on how we're paying for college and just focusing on the gender part of it. But I never thought of this before. As someone who does have student loan debt and is grateful that I could figure out a way to pay for college, I also know the what it saddled me with coming out of college. And I just thinking of this as a gender issue just really, you know, it got my blood moving. I got I got woken up this morning thinking thinking about what Professor Scott is talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it it's it's fire upable. It's <laughs> It's fire upable. I mean, I think, you know, that the piece about women pursuing, we we feel like we have to go get these degrees, these credentials to get jobs. And, you know, it's it's an expensive proposition. I remember, you know, I got one master's degree. I remember being encouraged. (laughs) To get. I already love that start of the sentence. One master's degree. Yes. <laughs> yes. Smarty was, pants. Yes. <laughs> on the day I graduated, I was asked, when are you getting your next one? But um, really? Yeah. Can but, we can we stop there for a second? Why? Why? Why would they ask? I mean, was that a good question or was that a silly question? I have no context for why someone would say that to you after you earned one. Yeah, that's that's a question I'm not sure we're going to answer on the podcast, but I will say, <laughs> I will say um, yeah, it was a question that definitely gave me some some pause. And I think, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely grew up in a culture where get your advanced degrees was like the rallying cry. Sure. You know, there was it was almost as if just having a degree would like make everything work out. <laughs> just having right. like like yep. a doctorate would would kind of just make, you know, really cement your career possibilities. And it's interesting, like I'm seeing I I have a colleague who just who at a very late stage in her career just took another job running a business school after working with me as a management consultant. And the reason why she gets to have that job is because she's a brilliant, but the reason why, oh she, yeah, but she has a she has a doctorate, and right. so it is something that she she was able to do at the end of her career, which other people might not 
be able to do. Yes. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I mean, you know, my, I guess I'm just arguing as I do both sides. Yeah. Both nothing. Sides. It's not what, well, you know, that it's not, it's not about not getting, you know, like you shouldn't get a degree, little mm-hmm. lady. I'm intrigued. Well, so there was a, a study by the American Association of University Women, which is, boy, is that group like 150 years old? They've been yeah, around forever exactly. and they they do the work. And so they're looking at, okay, so why? Why why do women have two-thirds of all this debt? Is it because they graduated with a graduate degree in journalism in a dying industry that um, was paying be- just over minimum wage when they got out of college? Maybe, maybe, or maybe that's just me. But that they said that upon graduation, women owe $1,500 more than their male peers. Wow. And the number that they listed four reasons. A major reason is because they are women are less likely to get a helping hand from their parents. And they have, um, they quote this uh, study by T. Rowe Price that looked at 238 households, found that half of the households with only boys had money saved for college, but only about a third of those with only girls had saved for college. 83% of boy-only households contributed to college savings accounts monthly versus only 70% of girl-only households. What is that? Yeah, I don't know. That, <laughs> that, that like just feels like of all of this data. It's not that I'm having the hardest time understanding that data because there's so much that's shocking about, about yeah. data, but I don't get it. I, I, you know, you're about to send a daughter to college. I just, yeah. why would, yeah. I taking a different approach to planning. I mean, if you're going to plan, you're not going to plan. Don't plan. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it's very, I mean, is that a baked in, is it a, and, and I, people are listening, thinking, you know what it is. I mean, is it just, you know, gendered misogyny that like boys, you know, we'll save for boys to go to college. We won't save for girls to go to college. I mean, that's kind of what they're saying. They also said boy only households were more willing to take on debt and more likely to send their sons to expensive colleges and more likely to cover the entire cost. Which, as someone who's about to send a beautiful, smart, talented girl off to college next fall, oh no, she's getting, well, the savings have been made, never enough, but savings have been made and she's going to an expensive college. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's getting all the things and she will have student loan debt when she gets out, which yeah. is a whole other thing because, you know, there are, I will have to look into this uh, as a family, but I know that when I was a student, undergraduate had more breaks on how much kids could take on debt per year through student mm-hmm. loans. Mm-hmm. But what did me in was my graduate degree. That's, you know, like the breaks come off and basically doubled my student loan debt. That's why I'm still paying off my student loan debt in, in slowly but surely. But right, right. You know. It's why I'm very interested in the Democrats and the conversation with Biden talking about forgiving federal student loan debt. You know, I mean, it would uh, basically the numbers they're talking about would just wipe it out because we pay it super slow because the interest rate is so low. But when I was making and I will tell you 17, a little over 17,000 when I first got out of college, Mm -hmm. I like I remember being in uh, Greenville, South Carolina and um, making 16 something because we all got a salary adjustment, which I've said before, I think was 
because minimum wage laws changed or something. At the time, I thought it was free money. But now I'm like, whoa, wait, I think they were forced to do that. I started getting a different loan bill for each of my, I hadn't consolidated them. And I'm oh, no. like, do to do getting my tiny paycheck and barely scraping together my living expenses. And then it'd be like, you owe 50 bucks here. You owe 50 bucks there. You owe, oh. you know, like, and it was, it's super hard. I was barely living at the, you know, my, which is one of the things the AAUW talks about is that women, you know, the pay gap, a lot of women are, struggle you know, we know this, but you're making less, yeah. but you're still now you're paying more for your college because they didn't save for you. You didn't. I, it just. Oh, the math is so hard. It's so oh, so yeah. annoying. So, yes. And then the point that that you're talking about, too, is that there is a trend that women are, you know, we are increasingly getting graduate degrees. You know, we want to achieve them and we want them. but also. So we can get the same jobs as guys with lesser degrees. Right. I mean, you know what, what I can't. No, yeah. I mean, it's, it's craziness. But you know what I'm kind of going back to? And we talked about this on an earlier episode. You know, uh, job applications. Women. Well, how would we say this? How we apply for job. What we think we are. Oh, oh, the thing where we need to have like a hundred percent of the qualifications and exactly where men are like twenty percent. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna send in, you know. Exactly, and so it's like just the we're just folded into these like suitcases of like we have to like squeeze like make ourselves work in this very specific way we think, and then it puts us in a position where we we're in significant debt, but like we have to, I don't know. Like if you, if you don't, you're well, damned if you do damned, if you don't, right? Like that's the thing with there's, I've been listening to some interesting chatter about four year degrees to go a little off in off down a rabbit hole of, you know, it's become in, especially in certain white collar professions, many, you know, a four year degree is the basic foundation of entry, right? Like it's, it's really hard to, get over the fact you don't have a four-year degree on your resume for certain, for a lot of jobs. And then it becomes, yes, that the woman, (laughs) I guess what they're saying, you know, we need a master's degree to look like the man with the bachelor's degree. So there's enough of that going on, but there's also a chatter kind of going on saying, are the, does everyone need a four-year degree? You know, is that always appropriate? And of course it's not, it's, it's not, it's, it's, you know, that um, we come out of, you know, I came out of school with essentially a trade degree. You know, I had a journalism degree and they right. put you on the street to interview. I always, I always call it a glorified trade school. That's not true. It's a wonderful school. And I learned so much and made connections and, and lessons learned and all that sort of stuff. But I didn't really learn how to work until I showed up at a newspaper and they're like, no, <laughs> like you're going to learn this way. And so what's the value of the labor force? prepping kids for the labor force too out of college that we're paying all this money. I don't know. You, you hear my brain, all those wheels are spinning off in different directions that we're getting kids to get on this conveyor belt to a four-year degree. That is that the best thing, you know, but it's hard to stand up and say, nope, yeah. I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to go this way. It really is. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah, it's interesting. Like at a different point in my kid's life, I was thinking, yeah. You know, what do we have to do this college? Like, maybe we right. don't have to do this college thing. Maybe it's like, 
They're going to go to coding school. <laughs> yes, right. And get certified in things that they're interested in, that they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've, you've followed any of this chatter that because I, I, I do find it interesting. We've mentioned before, my mom worked at a major community college system. So we always grew up with this idea, too, that, you know, there's education that community college systems support people who are often like uh, children of immigrant families, you know, first to go to college. Mm-hmm. They're supporting people when their industries die and they need retraining. They're supporting people that are, let's go get your basic fundamentals and then less expensively and then switch to a four-year school and try to take your credits with you and all that sort of jazz. So we, uh, we've always had this idea in our family's head that there is there is another path. There's a very codified other path, which yeah. are community colleges. But even off that path, if if Google is hiring as a major employer, someone certified in coding that doesn't have a four-year degree, that would be a major game. Because it, it, isn't it all about like if the right. major employers like started hiring more because you are certified in certain really, you know, in Python and I, I'm going to show off all my coding languages I've tried to learn for my son, Unity and Python and, you know, all that sort of stuff that, you know, not that I want to unhook people from liberal arts because, you know, you'll be the better coder because you actually took an English literature class and maybe learned a foreign language too. You will be. You, you, yeah. You know, yeah. That you struggled through class. But but do you have to come out in debt because you did that? And right now, yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. Yeah. What is the deal with people not saving for girls and saving for boys? I, I seriously, people. I really don't know. I really don't know. I feel like <laughs> just I'm I'm mad for I'm mad for that in the and even though that's probably been going on for you know, since the time began. <laughs> well, it feels like that might have been, like, I could see that happening in, like, the 1960s. Like, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just having trouble with, like, 2021 folks. Yeah. People, like, in the, you know, I feel like we're going in some back to the future. It's <laughs> like, I just, I don't understand how I we... I don't uh, get it. And, and seriously, it compounds interest, just like interest. It compounds because if you graduate, and I can speak to this from experience, if you graduate with all this debt, and I think there are, I, I'm going off into a, a pathway, but I think there are rules now about credit cards with uh, young, like teenagers. I hope there are. Oh my God. Because I was also offered a credit card as a freshman when I had no money and I did took it. It was a Marshall Fields credit card. Oh. RIP Marshall Fields. Yeah. So inexperienced with credit, already like not even realizing the debt I was taking on because it's all in your financial aid package, right? And so you come out of college with I had credit card debt that I was paying off because that was how I survived was that Marshall Fields credit card. Like if I needed like a mm. dress for graduation, that's how I bought it. I also had work study. I had at one point I had four jobs. Like it wasn't for lack of trying, but even so, okay, I got all my living expenses covered with all my jobs, went to school, worked, did all that stuff. And then they say, oh, here you owe $26,000. Hey, young kid, you're already back on your heels then. Right. And, and right. I had a friend who graduated law school and they brought him in and they said, oh, you know, congrats. You're one of the top three debtors from this, your graduating class. You know, like, huh. yay. I mean, like, and that means that that person coming out of law school can't look at public sector jobs because he can't, you know, once 
you know, you've got a job, you've got income and your student loan payments start kicking in, you can't live. Right. So then that great mind, if, if that person was like, you know, open to the idea of public service, can't consider it because they can't afford it. And we've X someone out. Oh, yeah. and, and from this says probably going to be a woman. Right. Boo. 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 So I think it's interesting. Uh, I certainly have been following the, hey, please do wipe out my debt. I've been paying it for a long time. Yeah. I graduated a long time ago. Yeah. I've taken advantage of forbearance when I couldn't do it. I've, you know, I've kept everything yeah. going, but I've taken advantage of everything offered when I needed it. And so thank you for that. But yeah, let's free up some women to, you know. Yeah. Let, let's help help some women out, especially at this moment when there's so many other pressures on all men and women, but especially women, especially these two thirds of the student loan debtors that are women. Right. Let's do it. Right. So uh, thank you, Professor Scott, for kind of putting this in a new lens. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really amazing. I, I just, How can I have held on to this for so long and not seen it this way? You know, it seems like worlds yeah. collide for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just shocking. I feel like, you know, what I hope is that I know I work in higher ed, so I know that the face of financial aid is changing, that the, that the composition, that there's a different kind of new, at, at least at the institution where I work, they're trying to take a different, different tack to, to financial aid. But I don't know. I think we really have to think about what this means for women in the future. Yeah. And how we yeah. educate around this. Yes. And that, you know, it, it's the part of the whole thing. If we're going to make it harder for women to get jobs because they're women and then harder to stay in the workforce because they're women and then weight them down with debt so they can get into the labor force. Mm. And, you know, like, oh, my goodness, come on, I please. So, so in, in um, I do Pilates and one of the uh, we use this tower and it has all these springs. And every once in a while, my lovely teacher will say, wait, we're going to lessen the spring here. We'll make it a little easier so you can move. Like, let's unhook one of the springs and make it a little easier for women. This yeah. is my Pilates metaphor for today. Pilates. Oh, all the way. All the way. Well, all right. So uh, I'm going to keep watching for Biden to help a gal out. Please, <laughs> we'll be, that'd we'll be, be awesome. And then, awesome. you know, uh, colleges. Yeah, I know. My college is also thinking about other ways with financial aid packages as well. So, yeah, we all need to uh, read Ron Lieber's book on oh, yeah. uh, paying for college. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a little too late for us. We were already, you know, on the conveyor belt and done. But yeah. We have another baby coming. So, you know, and then <laughs> and then your babies. So we'll get them exactly. all into college for the least amount of money. Exactly. And if we can, you know, we are saving. I, I do think my last comment on this is I was at a financial aid uh, workshop. So, you know, everybody's desperate. Like, how does this all work and all this sort of stuff? And someone was saying, one of the parents was saying, well, so you're saying that the college will give a financial aid package that like sucks up all my savings. So if I save, I oh, get penalized then to the person who didn't save for their kid. Like they're going to yeah. get more financial aid. And the advisor guy said, no, well, here, I'm, what I want to want you to think about is that 
yes, your money will get sucked in, but they will take on more debt, you know, mm-hmm. and that th- they will either they will take on debt as the parents or the student will have debt. And so everything you're doing to save beforehand is, yeah, maybe in the short term, you know, freshman year, you you look like you've gotten a shorter end of the deal. No, you've gotten right. way much. You're benefiting because you're trying to keep the slate as clean as possible financially for your child as they right. go through. So, yeah, as someone who's still going to have to take on debt for college, I, I, I was like, oh, thank, thank you. That, that makes sense. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, boy, boy. So that's my last thought on student loan debt. Can you tell this is a topic that is a little too close to home for me? <laughs> no, I, I hear you. What, what it's bringing up, I just keep thinking. So the, these different things stick out as we're having this conversation, these different stories that I've seen and experienced coming to mind. And there's this one, when I first started doing coaching for parents in transition, one woman who had, I don't know, I think she had three master's degree and a doctorate. Hey! Wow. Yes. And okay. Sorry. <laughs> in similar subjects. Like it wasn't not similar, but like not like I, I have a friend who has her degree in statistics. She's got a doctorate and then she's got a master's in jazz singing. You know what I mean? Sure. Like if As you're you going yeah. yep. to go in different directions, go in different directions. But to kind of like build this kind of composite of these different graduate degrees that in some ways overlap. And then I said, what do you want to do? And she said, well, I think I should get another graduate degree in order to get a job in nonprofit. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, don't do yeah. that. Yeah, but, yeah. Just, but, but, you know, we're just circling back to this fact that, that what keeps kind of sticking out at me is like, what do we think we have to do? What, right. you know? Yep. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That to, to look right on our resume. Yeah. Right. To to be noticed in the pile. And, you know, and we don't know. And and then you mix in that all that those studies where like when they take the, the same resume and they put a, a woman's name on it, a very feminine, you know, accepted name and a masculine name on it. And the guy gets called 80 percent more than the, you know, stuff like that. It's just, right. you know, bring on the debt. I'll get another degree. It's all right. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, well. You know, here's the thing. At the Breadwinners, we're free. We take on no student loan debt. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on the Breadwinners. You will find links to all these articles that fired me up today in the episode description. Email us anytime at thebreadwinnerspod at gmail.com or visit visit us at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast. That's also free. And to rate and review it. Drop us some stars, my new favorite thing. It really helps us grow. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices Amplified.